let the Eurovision Song Contest begin! Hello and welcome to another episode of Do's News, coming to you live just a month out from Eurovision 2022. My name is Jack. This is my co-host, Liz. Hi, Lizzie, Lizzie, Bo Busy. Oh, we are officially at that time. You say we are one month out, which means that time will intrinsically slow down. We are at the point where time will move slower than it does at any other time during the year as we crawl ever so slowly towards Eurovision. Less than a month as of, I think, last Friday was exactly one month to the final or a month and a day to the final. getting shivers. I know. So we're getting really close. Uh, not, Not too much has happened since our last episode. I mean, there you go. Check out now. There's been no news since last week's news news. That is not entirely true. <laughs> but last week there was a lot of news coming mm-hmm. out about countries withdrawing, mm-hmm. about countries entering, all this stuff. It's kind of mellowed out a bit, which I think we all needed. I think we all need a little bit of a breather before we get into like the heavy stuff of Eurovision. You know what I mean? Oh, typical. I'm just starting to get the shivers. I'm just starting to get excited. And in walks the man. Yeah, let's just, we're done here. Let's pack it up. No, no, (laughs) no. Let's keep going with the shivers. Well, do you want to hear? There has been a little bit of excitement. Would you call it? Controversy, controversy, controversy. Well, as we all know uh, from every Eurovision past, it's just not Eurovision until a member of parliament gets involved. That's right. Until someone starts losing their bejizzle on the shizzle, is it really the Euronizzle? Oh, my Lord. This year, we are going to the UK. I'm a bit disappointed, Where else would we go? Where else? I'm a bit disappointed, though. He hasn't threatened to resign at any stage, so I'm a bit disappointed. Uh, But hopefully as we move closer to Eurovision, he can sort of like up his commitment um, and throw out that offer to withdraw um, if he doesn't get what he wants, which is another key cornerstone of politicians getting involved at Eurovision. Absolutely. You're not committed until you've threatened to resign. Exactly. Exactly. That's like the line. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you're not threatening to walk out, uh, you know, are you even upset, really? Um, <laughs> this year, Tory MP Mike Pennings. You can tell already from his name. Oh, I'm not on board with anything that he has to say. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike Pennings is demanding that the UK permanently withdraw from the Eurovision Song Contest. To be fair, you are also demanding that the UK permanently withdraw from the well, Eurovision yes. Song Contest. No, I think I think the rest of the world has long been calling for the UK to permanently <laughs> withdraw from Eurovision. But this is different. This is for different reasons. This is not because of taste, quality or production values. Um, he is demanding that the UK withdraw from Eurovision because it is, quote, full of politics. And we know we're going to lose. I mean, 
we all know you're going to lose. You're from the UK. Yes. You're going to send shit. Of course you're going to get <laughs> But his reasoning is he argues that if the general public knew how much the BBC was actually spending each year uh, on Eurovision, then the people would be outraged, outraged, protesting in the streets, uh, demanding that the UK withdraws. Because he suggested... Of course, no one has ever actually announced the official figures that the BBC contributes to Eurovision. Um, yep, of course. Keep it all very hush-hush. Very hush-hush. Although he is suggesting, and it's a figure that has been um, sort of bandied about by other people before, the figure is that the UK contributes $300,000 each year for Eurovision for it to proceed. I was worried we were talking seven figures here. 300,000. I know. When I, when he's like... when Even eight figures. Yeah. If people knew the real cost, he's like 300,000. I'm like, that's a bargain, mate. That's the price of one of Boris's lockdown parties, oh, isn't no. it? Oh, my God. That, ba- right? that barely covers the cost of the crackers and dip. Like, seriously. <laughs> if anything, maybe if they doubled the amount, they, you know, they might have a better chance of winning. Um so he's outraged. He thinks that that money um, is too much. Um, and so he says that it doesn't matter how much they give. They're not going to make it. Uh, they're not going to make it anyway because people don't like Britain after Brexit. Uh, so he says that, you know, they're not going to win. And his quote is, <coughs> not because we can't sing, Gemini. <laughs> not because we don't do good songs, <coughs> Gemini. <laughs> Because it's full of politics. Um, so what do you think? Do you think uh, the UK has had such bad luck the last two decades? Is it not because of the quality of their acts? Do you think they've sent nothing but quality, but it's just, you know, the people hate the UK? What do you think? There has definitely been some kind of disconnect with Eurovision and the UK since... Well, what the mid since the televote era came in, I guess. Since you know people were allowed to have a say, the UK hasn't done so great. Uh, yeah, is that because of politics or just because they've been shite? I don't think it's. I mean, there's always politics at Eurovision. What? There's, like saying Eurovision doesn't have politics is like saying the ocean is has no water in it. You know. Should you have played the controversy like theme tune before you made that shocking announcement, Jack? <laughs> politics at you before i state basic fact i um yeah i don't know if it's pol- i mean I'm, i don't know if, i don't know if it's geopolitics i don't know if it's so much brexit i think there is a politics of eurovision all to itself mm-hmm. and i think it's just become a widely held meme that the uk doesn't do good yeah. and so no one kind of votes for the uk i think they will break their unlucky streak this year i th- i don't think they'll win but i think they've got <laughs> I think they will get on the scoreboard, which would be an improvement over the last few years. Um, so, yeah, we will have to see that one. Oh, I don't know. See, I think everyone is putting so much sort of pressure onto Sam Ryder. Like, oh, my God. It's like it's like the UK has literally just given up. They're like, we don't know what to do. So they've literally just outsourced it to a TikToker. I'm not necessarily <laughs> convinced that the TikToker is going to be able to bring it back on a big on the big stage. I'm not convinced. Uh, I completely disagree with you. I think he's got a really, really good shot. I think top 10 mm. for the UK this year. Do 
we run the do we run the risk that he might have the most like dynamic twenty eight seconds ever in the history of Eurovision, and then the next two and a half minutes is just him filling time of oh oh my god I've never had to run over this amount of time before I don't know what to do. If much like in his music video, his chair flies at Eurovision, <laughs> I'm all in. Anyway, some more news is that. We have no resolution on Israel. We recorded last Tuesday and I went, oh, we'll probably have a resolution by tomorrow morning and you'll all know what it is by Friday when this episode comes out. Well, it's been Friday. It's been two Fridays now and we still have no idea what's happening with Israel at Eurovision. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They've, I said this last week, 2017, they were all like, they made an announcement as they were handing out their votes. They were like, so we'll never be back, guys. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Thanks for all the good memories, but we're out. You'll never see us again. And then they were back the next year and they won the thing the next year. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know. It just seems like there's a propensity from the Israeli broadcaster to be like doomsday about everything. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's a strike and I know it will affect them, but they're all like, we're definitely not going to be there. There's no chance we'll be there. You guys, we're just not going to be there. And then they'll show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and if they don't show up, I mean, I'm going to feel bad for the Israelis because they deserve to have their entry at Eurovision. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, so still no resolution on that. Can I say you, I think you are the only person in the history of the world who's ever used um, (laughs) the words in the sentence of, oh, Israeli, we're expecting to get a solution by the end of the week. Um, (laughs) If we've learned nothing, that's not how it works in that part of the world. Um, Oh, I think this may not be resolved for generations to come. Um, yeah, look, it's it, it, it's going to be a huge disappointment, um, you know, if uh, if Israel can't make it. Um, again, there's a bit of me, it's like, well, you know what? If Ukraine can pull it together um, and get to yeah, exactly. uh, the Eurovision Song Contest, then really, do you have an excuse, uh, Israel? Really? Do you? Agreed. Do you have Agreed. I think they'll make it. I mean, I just kind of assume the EBU will pull enough strings that, that they'll get them there mm-hmm. over the line. I mean, if they don't show up, it's not like we're losing one of the likely winners of the contest. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think we were headed back to Tel Aviv next year no, under any circumstances. But it's, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's good. It's, it's like, important to show up. Exactly. You you know, you like to see, you know, everybody. Um, it's like Eurovision. We get married uh, to a new song every year and you just like to see all the family members there. So Exactly. That's beautiful. Yeah. Hey. OGAE poll mm. is out and rolling along. We, oh. uh, members of the OGAE clubs have started voting for their entries. Should you yes. explain to the people out there who don't know what an OGAE is? So the OGAE is it's an international organisation. Don't ask me what it stands for because it's French. Um, but it's literally <laughs> the official Eurovision fan clubs for every country. Every country that is an entrant at Eurovision gets a club. And if you are from a country that doesn't go to Eurovision, you get lumped into Eurovision rest of the world. OGAE, rest of the world. Are you sure this is what you've signed up for? If you don't know what it means and you signed up, have you accidentally joined ISIS again, Jack? Uh, you know, I mean, the first time <laughs> was on them. That was misleading advertising. Second the second time. time I joined, that was on me. Shame I on wasn't you. reading yeah. the fine print or the big print that said, <laughs> by signing this, you are a member of a terrorist organization. Anyway, the, the these votes are coming mm. thick and fast. Ooh. Don't make a weird thing out of me saying thick and fast. But Italy <laughs> actually are starting to get a growing lead uh-huh. over Sweden and Spain. So Spain's in third place. Okay. They're holding on pretty tight there. UK in fourth now. Netherlands in fifth. 
So I, I really do feel like this Sweden and UK hate is mostly coming from you. No, I don't oh think it's God. really reading. I uh, there's a part of me that has like this like really bad like that everybody is just mean girling the UK. Like everyone, it's like Carrie the movie. They're all like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. Tell them they're gonna win. Tell them they're gonna win. Tell them they're gonna win. And then as soon as like the UK arrives, everyone's just like, no pois, no pois, suckers. She says as the ultimate Eurovision Regina George <laughs> sitting right here across the screen from me, without a doubt. Um, so, yeah, that's going to roll on. I do think Italy will end up winning it. It's never mm-hmm. a very reliable indicator of yeah. the actual contest because um, 2014, Sanna Nilsson won for Sweden, mm-hmm. didn't win. 2015, Italy won, lost to Sweden. Uh, 2016, I believe France won, uh. which was just weird. Well, did you... Did you want to hear a little bit of gossip about this year's uh, Italian performance? Uh, yes, always. Oh, my God. There's gossip. There is, shall I say, a rumour. Oh, lay it on me. I'm always down for a rumour. Well, the rumour this year about uh, the Italian performance. And we discussed the performance. Like, we've seen, like, the live national performance. And we both said that we think where this song falls down is there's just something missing from the performance. Yeah. Um, and also, I, I think Mahmoud does struggle a little bit with the really high notes on... Brividi, brividi. <laughs> it just feels like he looks like he's in pain when he does it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but he's a good looking man. He can, you know, he can he can bluff his way through it. Um, mm-hmm. Well, the rumour is apparently they have discussed, okay, a part of their performance that they think will be very powerful and will send a powerful message, not just to uh, Europe, not just to Eurovision, but to the whole world. And because it's such a powerful message, they want to save it for the grand final. Okay, is this just more of that whole Azerbaijan spirit will leave his body and it's amazing? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, under-promise and over-deliver, guys. Yeah. Don't don't be like, and then they're going to hold hands at the end of the show. <laughs> and it's like, wow, yeah, I know. really it's, stop traffic there. It's, it's kind of a, yeah, it's always a bit of a drama when you, you know, you promise something. But then again, if it's really naff, we'll only have to see it once. You know, that's exactly, you know, exactly. That, that's the good point. But do you think that's a do you think that's a good idea to sort of say, oh, something's going to happen, but we're going to save it for the grand final? You know, obviously, we, we just get to see it once you make that statement, because if you do something again and again and again, does the big moment lose its power? And we've discussed this You're talking almost like. We talked about this with Australia Decides. Yeah, Sheldon Riley. Yeah. Sheldon taking that mask off was huge the first time. And then the second time it was like, oh, yeah, you already did that. And then it yeah. just loses it. Depends on what the thing is that they do, I reckon. I mean, if they if they just give each other the thumbs up at the end of the, the performance. Thumbs up what? Like, <laughs> no, just it do it. No, okay, I should have picked any other words there. <laughs> I really should. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait till the final. But it does add a little bit of, a little bit of suspense into the mix, well, doesn't it? Can I say I do know what La Ruma is, uh, what it will be, but I think our poll for this week is we should let our listeners, okay, we should let our listeners have a poll about what they think the secret uh, performance revelation is going to be for Italy this year. 
Oh, I will lock that in. I know I've said a lot of times on this show, I'll lock it in and we'll do it. Mm-hmm. And then I haven't done it. But this one, if I remember, I might do it. I will do it. It'll be fun. Let's do that. And you'll, you'll tell me you'll tell me off camera what it is, right? Uh, no, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want to. I don't want you to prejudice the poll. I want to hear your thoughts as well. Go back next. We can discuss this next week, but we can get everyone's creative side. What you would do to really oomph up that performance for Italy 2022. All right. Once this episode is out, I mean, give me a few hours because it goes out at 6 a.m. in the morning Australian time. But I'll get that poll up there sometime the day this comes out, Friday. Um, There is some more stuff I want to talk about. Actually, I've skipped over the odds this week Mm -hmm. because absolutely nothing has changed. Sweden's (laughs) a little bit worse. Spain's overtaken Poland, but that's about it to tell you. Returning artists. I want to talk a little bit about people who have been before and are back this year. Is Tio coming back? That's my question. Tio is not coming back, thank God, because that is one of the worst entries (gasps) of all time. Hush your mouth. You know we'll never agree. Stoyan Yankulov is back for Bulgaria. Okay. He is part of the kind of condescendingly named Intelligent Music Project. Um, oh. He represented Bulgaria alongside Alitsa Todorova. I can't remember what the song's called. One of them was Water and another one was in 2013, but it was the woman with the drum. Oh, with the drum, drum woman. The drum woman. With the drum. The drum woman. Okay, you know what I'm talking about. Is it is it them coming back or is it just the guy who was standing behind the woman it's doing just everything? just him oh. in a different band. That's She's not coming. unusual. She was the best bit of that band. Yeah. It's unusual. I absolutely agree. <laughs> I mean, he won't be making a final this year, so it's nice that he's experienced one before. But that's kind of weird. Why would you take, like, the most dynamic part of your band and leave that behind? And leave it at home. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I totally agree. Okay. There's also, obviously, this is one that will speak to you, Zdob Zdob. I'm back from Moldova. Uh, grandma bangs the drum, Woo-woo! I believe. Is that what it translates Yeah, to? yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I am always up for grandma banging a drum. I love it. Yep. 2005 and 2011, they were at Eurovision, and they did qualify both times mm-hmm. for the final. We'll see if they do it again. I have a good feeling that they will. They're always crazy, so I'm very excited about that. They always bring great performance to Eurovision. 100%. Kind of depends which semifinal they're in as to whether or not they're going to get through because if they're in semi-final one and i haven't really checked who's in semi-final one who's in semi-final i mean i do but i'm not i I can't i don't have it off the top of my head if it's (laughs) semi-final one it's going to be a bloodbath Uh and they might not make it semi-final two they'll cruise through easy as anything that's my prediction the world is full of people like me they are totally going to make it through if they have a grandma bag and a drum or more gnomes on unicycles guaranteed to get through guaranteed guarantees not valid In any country at any time. Anywhere. (laughs) Another name that you will, I don't know, you didn't like them last year, but you like them this year. Ihor Dedenchuk was part of Go A for Ukraine last year with Shum. He is back this time for Kalush Orchestra. Oh, I am absolutely um, obsessed with Go A now. I'm absolutely obsessed. Wow, you have turned You hated that song last year. Oh, my Lord. You know what? I actually got turned around when someone released the clip of the cat dancing to their song. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. And I've been on board ever since. I love their work. I'm a huge fan. There you go. And also, also they did that really cool cover of Dancing Lasha Tumbai. 
oh, live, yeah. which I thought was fabulous. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the big name coming back this year is Mahmoud for Italy mm-hmm. after finishing second in 2019. Do you think out of those people, some will do better, some will do worse? Who do you think will do better? Who do you think will do worse? I think, as discussed, the guy who we don't know who did, I can't even remember what he did behind the interesting woman. Bulgaria. I, yeah, I yeah, don't yeah. think he's going to do uh, very well. <laughs> no, I don't see that qualifying this year, I don't think. Um, I think Mahmoud is going to have sort of that Sergei Lazarus kind of um, weight on him that everybody is going to expect him to win because he came so close before. Um, but as the same thing with Sergei, the song is not going to be as good. I'm not convinced he will necessarily get over the line this year, but I think he still will do um exceptionally well uh and grandma's banging a drum who knows this could be the year i'm just saying it <laughs> and of course kalish orchestra are your picks to win eurovision oh well speaking of the orchestra oh, uh yes. <laughs> they have just posted a video because you know you, you're like oh you know i've we've already discussed that they are having i think the most unusual lead-ups by any performer at eurovision I would hazard that this is one of the more extremely unusual lead-ups, yes. Yes, um, you know, just preparing in the trenches um, uh, to get ready for Eurovision. They've actually uh, released a video this week. We'll put it up on Facebook. We'll put it up on Instagram. Uh, They actually brought someone in, a guest singer, uh, to do a little rendition of their song with them on the couch. I guess if you're going to get ready for Eurovision, I don't know, I guess uh, there's nothing uh, wrong with bringing in a past Eurovision winner. Was it Jamala? (laughs) Oh, how did you guess? (laughs) Because Jamala is performing everywhere at the moment. Jamala performed at all the national finals she'll probably perform at eurovision Mm -hmm. i'm i i was pretty safe in my guess that it was jamala (laughs) well uh, actually i mean on a a serious note um uh because uh jamala actually has two small children she actually fred fled uh the ukraine um when the invasion began so she's essentially you know a refugee at the moment so you know she might be flying just from event to event because you know what pre-accommodation, somewhere to live. That's true. You know? Exactly. Got to pay the bills somehow. If you're ever going to go on tour and get free hotel rooms, I think while you're a refugee is the time to do it. So, yeah, I think she's lucky that she is in the position that she is to do all of these touring events. Um, but, yeah, it's a it's a great little video and we'll, uh, we'll pop it up. Um, but I think that's a great preparation for Eurovision, you know. Maybe some of that Eurovision luck will run off. Yeah, absolutely. I still don't see Mumwood winning this year. I know the fans are really rabid about it, but I don't know. I think there's Salty was a better song for absolutely. me. That's just that's just my vibe. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with Ukraine. I mean, it really is just a game of wait and see mm-hmm. how people react on the night. Um, Moldova is probably my favorite of the ones they've sent, so mm-hmm. I would like to see them qualify. Bulgaria there's not a snowball's chance in hell Bulgaria makes it out of the semi-final. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we're kind of on the same page. One last thing I want to do before we go. Yeah. Wild prediction of the week. You made one last week. Uh-huh. It was wild. Yeah. It was out there. Do you want to remind people your prediction last week? Uh, oh, my prediction last year was that uh, the sales of salads. Last week. 
uh, will increase by like 6,000% like around the world. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, salad will be the new thing of 2022. Um, All right. uh, Predictions for this. Okay. My prediction is for this year's Eurovision, the most common thing that you're going to see as dress up in the crowd is... Yellow wolfie bananas. That is going to be the dress up icon for this year. I think twenty twenty two. I totally agree with you. All right, here's my wild prediction. Mm-hmm. This evol- involves the voting again because I think that's the easiest place to make wild predictions. Okay. Ooh. And I think either Greece mm-hmm. or Cyprus will not give twelve points to Cyprus or Greece. <gasps> Do you see what I mean? Yeah. I reckon. I reckon there's room for error. And that counts if Cyprus doesn't qualify for the final and Greece has to give it to someone else. That counts. I'm right <laughs> if that happens. Scraping at the barrel there. No, just hedging my bets. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We will definitely see your prediction come true. I'm not sure about your mm-hmm. one from last week with the salads, but oh, I'm certain we're going to see a lot of subwoofers in the crowd. Well, you know what? I, I'm actually, I'm going to call it now. Even if Cyprus doesn't make it through, Greece, surprisingly, is Greece. still going to give its 12 points to Cyprus. Yeah. That's my wild prediction. Or they're going to stand in traffic and refuse to move until <laughs> the EBU goes, fine, 12 points to Cyprus, even though they're not here. I think that's a good place to wrap this up for this week. So tell us what you think about this week's news. Uh, Do vote when we put the polls up Mm -hmm. about what you think Italy's big reveal Mm -hmm. is going to be. And, yeah, other than that, we'll see you next Friday for the last news news before rehearsals begin. Oh, oh, I can't even. I know. I can't even. We say it's going to week. It's going to feel like a month. Time moves so slow. 100%. I'm so excited. On that note. We love you. Good night. Someone get that wolf a banana.